Alright guys, we want to personally welcome you out today to the I Am Salt Lake podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast and you're like, what is this podcast I found? What is a podcast? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right in Salt Lake City. We talk to musicians, we talk to authors, business owners, restaurant owners, distilleries, breweries. I think you guys get the idea. Really, we chat with anybody who might have a cool story to share. So we want to welcome you out today to episode 357. My name is Chris. And my name's Christina. Today we're actually recording out of our brand new podcast studio located right in the back of Empire Merchandise. This is right downtown Salt Lake City, 680 South State Street. Now remember, not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice, mods, all of your vape supplies, but this is actually where you can purchase your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. We got them stocked here. I got them in green and gray and yellow at at the time of this recording. So make sure to stop by Empire Merchandise, pick up a t-shirt and check out their vape juice and and whatnot, 680 South State Street. How was your Thanksgiving though, Christina? Ooh, we, we actually had two really great Thanksgivings right in a row. I am still stuffed from both of them. Me too, but I still want to keep eating. We actually, we had a great keto Thanksgiving for one of ours. We went and visited both of our families, but one of them was like all keto. That is one thing I actually do really love about my mom is, is whenever I'm doing kind of a, a weird diet, mm-hmm. she tends to kind of cater towards that diet. And so it made it made Thanksgiving it very cool. tolerable. Very tolerable. For, for me. You got to eat everything. And it was actually like your mom's a really good cook. But I'm ready to kind of shift and move on. My birthday's coming up here in, in a couple of weeks and then yeah. Christmas and New Year's. Oh, so much more food to come. <laughs> but today on the podcast, we actually got to sit down with Carl and Colby from the Chapel Motorcycle Shop. We get to find out their story, how the Chapel Motorcycle Shop started, and we just get to talk a lot about the local Salt Lake City motorcycle community. We're actually going to get into that conversation here in just a couple of minutes. Hey, before we get into that interview with Carl and Colby, let's give some love to our sponsors for this episode, Limitless Labs, Five Wives Vodka, and Market Source Real Estate. We're going to be telling you more about them a little bit later on in the podcast. And don't forget, you can head on over to our website at IamSaltLake.com. This is where you can get lost and dig through the entire back catalog of episodes. And don't forget to sign up for our email list while you're there. All right, here's that conversation with Colby and Carl from the Chapel Motorcycle Shop. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. How did the two of you guys meet? Uh, we're actually half-brothers. Carl uh, was born the day before my 10th birthday. Did you pick on Carl a lot? Were you a good big brother or a mean big brother? I, I was good, but I called him little brother torture tricks. You know, I, <laughs> My mom told me to leave him alone. I just said I was making him tougher. Yeah, uh, the pain tolerance I've learned to take on has been impressive from having he was like the older brother than all of his friends i was everyone's little brother so i took the beatings and the the torture yeah. chambers and and it and clearly didn't scare you away too far in that you know it's funny you say that i have a i have a, a half brother that's uh four and a half years older than i am and uh growing up with him i always looked up to him but yet there was that part i think he uh you know you, brother you siblings along when you're younger you, you, you want to be like your older sibling but yeah, you want to mimic them. You want to, you want to, uh, do what they do. But then the older one is kind of like, oh, this guy's obnoxious. And, 
and just as trying to be like me and and whatnot. But uh, so did you guys both grow up here in Utah then, or where where's home for you? Yes, yeah, yeah, we're both from Rose Park. Okay, uh, uh, our grandpa bought a house there a long time ago. Mom's my parents stayed there, and then uh, yeah, we still live there today. So very uh, wait, we don't live in the same house. Mom does. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's what yeah. I, was, I was curious of that. I was like, gosh, what do you guys live in? The no, same no, house yeah. And... Let's rephrase that. We all live in Rose Park. So. Yeah, we both bought houses in Rose Park still too, and our uncle lives there and. We have a small family, but we're all really close. And have you guys both always been interested in motorcycles? Has that always been a thing? Or when did that come into the picture? One way or another, we've, you know, ever since the, you know, the trail bikes when you was a kid and the YZs and the dirt bikes and, you know, different bikes growing up. And going back to Grandpa George, he rode bikes. He was riding, you know, he rode all across the country. My dad rode. Kobe's dad actually passed away on a motorcycle. He was a hit hit by a drunk driver so there's a lot of motorcycle history in our family already and it was just you know as we started to kind of pick our identities and where we were going to go with our life the what we do now took over i want to i want to touch on that uh in a little bit you mentioned uh, it was your your dad that got hit by a drunk driver on on a, on a motorcycle maybe touch, uh, you were going to ask something over there I think. oh well i was just going to ask like what what made you like when did you start actually tinkering with motorcycles as opposed to just riding them and enjoying them? Well, depending one way or another, you know, depending on how much money you have and how much you have for a mechanic too. And we are in the mechanic world now, but you know, there's always different stuff you're going to try to do on your own bike. Some of it I could recommend some of it. You should leave to a professional, but (laughs) so is that what the chapel, the chapel Hill motor or chapel motorcycle shop, you guys are the owners of that. And then there's one other owner, right? That's not here with us tonight. What do you, I, I've never been there actually. I was, I was on the website. I mean, it looks like a cool shop, which we're going to talk about here, but what for people listening, especially we get a lot of listeners that haven't moved to Salt Lake yet that uh, are maybe a going to visit or move, right? They've never been there. How would you describe it? You know, when you go to the chapel, it's the moment you walk in, you come in feeling like family. Now, when I say that, anybody can say, Oh, you feel like family at the shop, but when you walk in, it's, it started as a family idea you know, there's, and family, there's brothers, you know, you may become my brother one day through, you know, just through a relationship, right? So you have that, that brotherhood or sisterhood bond when you come into the shop. And then once you get to know the people working there, everyone's family of some sort, you know, we have a ton of talent, everyone's friendly and ready to go. Rather, you know, it's helping a guy get home from riding cross country or just a buddy who stops by once a week to check in on everyone. It's a, it's a special spot with a lot of positive vibes and a lot of good stuff going on down there. So it's it's like a repair shop though, right? Yeah. Like you go there to get your motorcycles repaired, but there's also like a tattoo shop you guys got in there or is that coming soon? Or I was trying to understand that on the website. We had the tattoo shop for a little while and it kind of got put on hold. I was working out some artist issues. Okay. We also, uh, besides the motorcycle shop, we do custom embroidery Oh. and design. And so we make, you know, hats and patches and, you know, oh, nice. beanies and... For you know. for really anybody that might want, and you yeah. do that right there at the shop. Yeah, yeah. let's let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, so how how does that work? So if somebody like like say myself, say I wanted to make some I am Salt Lake uh, hats, I would get bring the design down to you, and then what? Yeah, I actually do that whole department. Um, I've done design for a little over fifteen years too, so it kind of works out, and I do all of our other you know merchandise design and stuff too, but. Um, 
So you could actually do the design then. Yeah. So, you know, I do people's logos and stuff all the time and things like that too, but I can take, you know, most of, you can make most anything into it. We're only about a year into the embroidery business and I kind of learned on crash course, but I'm getting really good at it. So this guy's being, he's kind of being like shy about how good he is at what he does. Okay. I've seen him take you. I, I could walk in and say, Hey, I have this idea. It's a shape. It has like red and yellow and you know, it has a, a rounded edge. And while you're trying to describe some, some shit you can't figure out, he's over here drawing it up on the computer and printing it off on the machine he's and like doing an embroidery. Yeah. He's the, the talent that he possesses with artwork and being able to take an idea and put it to paper is insane. Like that's, it's it's top notch, top quality stuff. That did you embroider the hat that you're wearing right now? Did yeah. you design and embroider it? Uh-huh. It's yeah, yeah. See, I I can see how talented the logo he is. on his on his shirt right there. You this did that one, too. Yeah, this uh-huh. Angel Hands Foundation's an organization we work with. Kobe designed all of that, and then we do like fundraisers for them and stuff like that. So it's a that is really cool. Very talented. Did you go to school for that? Yeah, I have or, a design or, degree. Okay, okay. I was curious if you if you were self taught or design. Where'd you go to school at? Uh, it was uh, Utah Career College. Okay. At the time, because well, back to my dad being killed, he was killed in the in the army just out of basic training, and so I had military benefits, and I had to use it by the time I was twenty five, and I'd you know taken a bunch of classes at Slick and stuff, but yeah, I was running low on my two years left, so I got that associate degree. I would have went to the U at the time, but they only offered a certificate of completion. So I wanted a full degree out of it. Very cool. Very so, cool. I'll have to check out uh, some of your stuff. I don't, do you have any, like any, like a portfolio online or anything, or is it all just kind of here and there? A little when bit. You, yeah. yeah. You come into the shop. Yeah. When did the, uh, when did the chapel motorcycle shop start? Like what's, how long has that been around? Officially three years ago, like on paper, we got our business license September 1st, 2015. But it's been in motion five, seven years probably of talking about it, you know, kind of riding with your brothers and figuring stuff out. The One of the big pushes for us and to start the chapel and when it happened was there's a lot of really good shops in Utah. Yeah. Without a doubt, there's some major talent here, but we felt like it was missing something. And as, as we put everything into motion and the people involved, we found that niche that was missing here. And that's what we went out to fill. What you was know, what was that niche? It, it, I can't say a one stop shop because you know it's really hard to have that complete one stop shop. But it was that that family personal touch. You know, some shops don't really care for customers coming in. Some shops have a lot of customers coming in, and we just found that happy medium where you want your bike worked on, sweet. You want something custom, sweet. Come on in. You need a pair of sunglasses, gloves, jacket. You know, we have that stuff. So it's kind of a reflection of our personality in a lot of ways that. What you need, it's here. Your friend may be hanging out at the counter. Your buddy may be out having to smoke out front. You know, there's a lot of good stuff that it was just that spot that people needed to come together. And where so. where is it located at? We'll we'll mention it probably a couple times here in the podcast. But where you're it, you're it's in? At, it's Mur- at Murray. It's fifty nine forty eight South, three hundred West. Okay, I kind of have a general uh, idea. Fifty nine. Okay, I have a general idea. Uh, the tracks lines run across the street from us. Okay, so a lot of people on tracks probably see us out there. Very cool. But yeah, where'd you guys come up with the name? I mean, what inspired the the chapel? Man, that's a I, we got to tell this story Saturday night at a buddy's bachelor party. You know, to one of our long lost friends that we connected with. There was a few things that happened in the progress, the progression of finding the name. 
the main thing is trying to find a name for a business is kind of hard sometimes. We came sure. up with some pretty stupid names before the chapel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a couple things that for the spot that it, it's the sacred spot, right? It's to us, it's our church, it's our religion, is is motorcycles and that lifestyle that comes with being a you know being a biker. We were having a party at the house one night, and it started. The business started out of my guest room. You know, it was where we first put stuff into motion and we were hanging out with a couple of buddies and I think it was me and Kobe were over another buddy, our friend Nate and a few of us were hanging out. He was trying to get my attention and I was like, you know, hold on, dude, hold on, man. I'm busy. I don't got time to talk right now. And he's like, chapel up. And it's a, a part of that's from the motorcycle, like the motorcycle club community and stuff. And we were that terminology yeah, of chapel up. Yeah. We're not just like chapel up, but like the chapel is a, a sacred spot to them, to sure. a lot of clubs and stuff. So. He said that we never had that conversation that he had to have with me that night. So we heard the name and I was like, Kobe, dude, we got the name, like check it out. And we just kind of ran with it from, you know, when I talk about the family thing, it was all of our brothers and family and extended family and friends all helped make the shop to where it is today. And now who's the third? We didn't, we barely touched on the other owner. Is he like a brother as well? Uh, Like a half brother or is he uh, like actually? It's actually our mom. Oh, your mom. Yeah. We're all, yep. we're all even equal better. Partners. That is yeah, really, really cool. cool. Well, you should have brought mom along. Yeah. Where's she at? She should, you know, you she's could... working on the, on that lifestyle. Does she get in so. out and ride motorcycles too with y'all? No, not really. She's, they call her the chapel mom. That's so badass. Here's, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it is badass. It's cool. <laughs> now, here, here's a question for you. I mean, this is going to come from left field. You're talking about mom riding a motorcycle. I've never, well, I've ridden like a dirt bike, right? Okay. But I've never ridden a big motorcycle. Right. Uh, how do you where, where would where would one like me even start for that? And I know this is kind of going in a little bit different tangent, but but we'll like go back to the to chapel. Start driving but a like, yeah, bike. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, say, uh, I, I'm not. Don't worry about it, Chrissy. If I'm <laughs> You're like, oh, really? Huh? And anyway, anyway, you guys have been here 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what? I mean, obviously, would they come to your shop? Do you, I mean, or where does, do you take classes or I wouldn't even know where to start? All of that kind of, you know, you, you said something about dirt bikes. Yeah. I'm a, I I don't like when people go buy a brand new Harley, never rode a bike before and ride out of the parking lot. I, I'm not a fan of that because there's a lot of, well, you don't even know if you like motorcycles yet and you just drop what, 20 grand on a Yeah. So it's a lot of motorcycles, a lot of power. A lot of people do it and they're successful doing it. And I, ultimate power to all of those guys who are out riding. We want everyone to be safe. But on that same note, I came up from the dirt bikes, right? We rode dirt bikes forever, got into, you know, street bikes as we got old enough to go on the street. But I don't know, what do you think? Oh, where do you start? Where do you tell these customers when they come in and say, I want to buy a motorcycle? Yeah. I, and I agree with the whole, you know, it's good to start. Dirt's a lot more forgiving than asphalt and vehicles, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, they do offer riders training courses. I know Slick has a course you can take. I think Harley offers one. Yeah. The, There's the a couple other private them. dealerships. We have a good friend, Kat, that she's a really good trainer and she does like a lot of sport bike racing and stuff like that too. And, but you know, there's different courses they can take, you know, some of them, you have your own bike. Some of them, you know, you could, you know, rent a bike or have them provide that for you, but they do good courses, even for people that have ridden and never taken a course like that. There's some really good things that they'll teach you that you may have never thought of too. Do you have uh, to take those classes though, to get like the motor, what is it like a class the D endorsement, or the motorcycle it's, endorsement? It's an M on it. Oh, but an M. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, you don't have to take the class, but you have to pass the 
course at the, like the DMV. DMV. Yeah. So the I believe if you DMV take the stuff. other certified courses, some of them, if you take them, then you don't, then it bypasses. If you pass that class, it bypasses the, that part of the test of the DMV. Very cool. I I had no idea how that even yep. worked. You, you know, I always thought when I was a kid, I was convinced I was going to grow up and be a biker chick. You, like, I, this, I didn't oh, know. Oh, idea you didn't. That, you don't yeah. know this, actually. Because <laughs> my parents, ever since we were really, really little, bought mini bikes, mini dirt bikes. And so I rode dirt bikes like crazy. And, and then I remember when I was like 10, I was driving a dirt bike in a forest and it ran out of gas and tipped over and I got pinned under it. And then I was like, nope, I'm done. Yep. I don't no, know. That, I, 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 that would have been kind of cool if you were like a biker chick. I, I could still do it. <laughs> yeah. It is it's so much Buy a fun. bike. There you go. Get there, it started. You know, you know, it's funny. There's like such a part of me that like, I just think I would like fit well on like that whole Harley thing. But then like, there's that part of me that's like, I don't know. You know, I know so many people that, you know, it's, 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 it's scary. Yeah. It's a dangerous yeah, it's dangerous. And, and I don't know, like hard statistics. So I can't, you know, we can't speak yeah. on that to say like how many people actually wreck. But we really know a lot of people that have wrecked. Kobe's wrecked. But yeah, it's, I mean, I guess you, wreck, water bottle, you, you like, wreck in cars too. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot more people wreck it, on cars than bikes. Granted, there's a reason yeah, for what, that. What course, do you do? You know, just lock but, yourself up and, and stay indoors. You know, this is actually a good point. Let's take a break. We got to play a message here from our sponsors. And then when we come back, I mean, there's a lot more questions, obviously, uh, about the Chapel Motorcycle Shop we're going to ask you. So so hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. All right. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Limitless Labs. I know we talked about them on the last episode, so they are a brand new sponsor for this podcast. So it is very important that you guys go out and support them and, and check out their products, which we're going to tell you a little bit about here really quick. They have the uh, the Brain Hero formula. This is brainheropill.com is the website where you can find out more information about it. They are a locally made and manufactured right here in Salt Lake City. Such a fascinating story. Right here on the label, it says supports focus, energy, memory. I'm not kidding you guys. I've been taking this for, I don't know, three, four weeks now. And I feel a huge difference with my focus and concentration. You know, I've been on such different ADD medication and all of that. And I know you really can't compare uh, that to this, but oh my gosh, I really feel like I can right now. And the best part about this, I don't crash. I don't feel like a zombie. I don't feel like I'm not myself. I feel like I can really focus on the task in front of me. The great thing about this product, okay, it contains non-GMO, gluten-free, plant-based ingredients. It's like a multivitamin complex. So for you, your brain. For your brain and for your body. I mean, there's yeah. such great ingredients in here. And listeners, go back last week. I mean, Chrissy had such a fascinating story about her experience on and this it's brain. so true. It's like how you say you, you don't feel, how do you, how did you say it? I f- don't feel like I'm not myself. It's like you're more yourself. Yeah. You're it, more aware. You're more like, uh, it just feels so good. If you want to find out more about it, head on over to their website, brainheropill.com. And for listeners of this podcast, pay attention right now. You're going to want to write this down. This is for, for you guys only, for listeners of the podcast. Use the discount code IAMSALTLAKE, all one word, IAMSALTLAKE, right in checkout. When you buy a bottle of this Brain Hero, you're going to get a one-month bottle of Tranquil Sleep, which is like a $30 value, right there with your bottle of Brain Hero. Again, their website is brainheropill.com. Dot com. Go check it out. Read it. I mean, you guys owe it to yourself to at least try this. Support them. 
like I said, many thanks again to Limitless Labs for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, this episode of the podcast is also sponsored by our friends at Market Source Real Estate. I know there's a lot of listeners that are listening right now that have maybe never been to Salt Lake City. Maybe you're looking to move here, maybe for a job, maybe for family, and you have no idea where to move to, what a good deal is, where the cool houses are, where the cool kids live, right? Monique and Jeremy Higginson at Market Source Real Estate, they grew up here in Salt Lake City, right? They have been selling homes for the past 17 years. So they know the ins and outs of buying a home here in Salt Lake City. And they actually have a really strong background of flipping older houses in the area. And they've owned almost two dozen homes themselves. So they really know all the ins and outs of the the cooler, older homes in these areas. So if you're looking to move to Salt Lake City, if you're looking to move across town in Salt Lake City, if you're looking to just sell your home in Salt Lake City, Market Source Real Estate is who you need to check out. They specialize in helping sellers update or repair their homes, which is going to increase their value and make you more money. And if you are looking to buy even an older home here, they know exactly what to look for so that you don't end up buying a money pit. You can find their info at thinksaltlakecity.com today or call 801-810-6773. And of course, many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, this episode of the podcast is also sponsored by our friends at Five Wives Vodka. We've been talking about them all year, guys. They are awesome. They are local. They are delicious. It's Five Wives Vodka. I mean, what else do you expect from them? A great way to support the podcast. If you are looking to support I Am Salt Lake podcast, the next time you head on to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka. The next time you go to your local bar, make sure to ask for Five Wives Vodka by name. That's a great way to support the podcast. And have a good time while you're supporting us. We want to tell you about the three Five Wives flavors. The original Five Wives Vodka is made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit and it's gluten-free. The spring is hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon and it's inaccessible by vehicle. So the water is actually hiked out five gallons at a time. They have the Five Wives Sinful. This is a flavored vodka with a delicious cinnamon taste. Unlike all those other cinnamon products that give you that really nasty cinnamon candy taste, Sinful is more like a morning cinnamon roll with only 76 calories per ounce. Maybe it goes well with a morning cinnamon roll too. Who knows? No judgment on my end. (laughs) And then they have Five Wives Heavenly. This is a delicious vanilla flavored vodka. Its rich buttery vanilla flavor comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar. And this results in more vanilla and less calories. Their website, fivewivesvodka.com, is where you can go and find out more information. I get it, guys, though. You don't have time to go check out the website. So the next time you head over to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka. This is a great holiday gift. This is a great gift to give somebody when they invite you over to their holiday party. Grab an extra bottle, maybe of the, the Heavenly. The or their, even their new potato vodka. Pick up I a, forgot to bring up. Oh. Adorable bottle, by the way. Pick up a bottle of that. It's a great, uh, great gift to give to your friends. And many thanks, as always, to Five Wives Vodka for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What was the hardest part? Like, you're starting this business, the Chapel Motorcycle Shop, right? We get a lot of people that are business owners or wanting to start a business. And so they might be listening to this and they're obviously they might not be starting a motorcycle shop, but what was the hardest 
part or one of the hardest parts for opening this shop? Oh, man. I know that was a long, There's, uh, exaggerated <laughs> question. but I think about this question a lot. Though, like, what does it take to start a business? Because sure. everybody wants to own a business, it seems like. Or it, they want to be their own boss or do something that's And not everybody own, can do know? it, man. Like, oh, it, it's, some, it's people, some people sink. So, I mean, three years, that's impressive right yeah, there. Three years was a big anniversary. We've had a oh, yeah. lot of struggles in those three years. We've lost, we had a, a different business model that all changed. We had, a, our well, dad passed away earlier this year. He was one of the initial founders and helpers there. Family, I guess one of the hardest things about it is is family time. When you start your business, family family has to be a priority, but it's a, sometimes a second or third or fourth priority, right? Because if if no one's there to do the business, the business doesn't go on. It falls on, on the owner's shoulders or, you know, top people with the business. And it's, you got to be prepared, prepared for your family time on that. What's another one on that call? We learned how to budget on all that. Yeah. Animals. Just that sacrifice in general, you know, balancing your budget, making sure you have enough money, you know, you know, it's just keeping you, everything tight. You're like, I might not get a big enough paycheck this week or, you know, going six months without a paycheck. So you got to pay all the other bills first, wow. you know, stuff like that is a sacrifice uh, at the end of the day. I guess that's why only some make it and some don't. You have to be you know? very self-disciplined. It seems like. Oh yeah. And none of you went to like a business school or anything, right? The background, you know, I had some through a uh, slick and stuff. Okay, but so you I can never the classroom thing for me wasn't your was, thing. Oh no, man! I was, it's not my thing either. We've surrounded ourselves at the shop around some of the best mechanics in the industry and best mechanics, best leaders. Some of our role models and mentors are just top tier people that enjoy being around us, and we enjoy being around them. So it's a real open channel of communication all the time. And I think that's what makes us strong and sets us apart. Is there's a lot of a lot of information, a lot of information sharing, you know, a lot of support. Like you have a whole community. Yeah. A whole community, yeah. and, you know, internally, like on the company side and, and, and in friends and stuff like that. It's a very supportive spot. Have, has the Valley, has Salt Lake city been pretty supportive oh, of, absolutely. of, of oh, yeah. the chapel motorcycle shop? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's unbelievable how much support we have and how many customers that are just like, I tell everybody about you guys and I give your, your business cards and I, you know, like, yeah, it's 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 amazing to hear stories people tell us of all the stuff that they you know. Oh yeah, that's something. I'll and people are coming up. in and want you know friends buying us lunch and you know everything and it's, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It seems like a pretty cool place. Uh, you know, obviously, meet what I brought up in the beginning about getting a motorcycle license. Obviously, I I haven't driven a motorcycle, but like I've worked at places that guys have Harleys and stuff, and they're always talking about rides that they go on and this and that it seems like a very active state uh for for like motorcycle what, yes. what do they do they just motorcycle rides i guess i don't know you know the big rides we do uh, i don't organize know rides okay. or fundraisers uh, yeah this, just, this coming week this thursday a friend passed away uh-huh. uh, our, our friend's friend passed away and we're doing the last ride for him you know so if it's going to be 50 degrees in in november you, you there's gonna be guys out riding you know guys and girls of course you know there's gonna be riders out it's a it's a cool deal here. This community is from friends that come from out of state and ride with us and stuff. They say Utah is something different than most. Because I mean, even go up like the the canyons up in the Park oh, City. Yeah. I bet you it's just oh, yeah. beautiful to ride the All motorcycles these up, oh, yeah. up yeah. in the. What is the coldest? You brought up fifty degrees. What's the coldest you've ever? Like how cold's it been that you will get out and still ride a motorcycle? Oh, I've been below freezing more than once. By choice or? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess by choice versus necessity at the time. But I mean, I, I would just imagine you, 
I mean, much lower than even 20 degrees. I mean, your hands, you, you, you won't even be able to hold the handlebars. That's, that's getting about close, you know, 15 or 20, you know, plus once you hit the wind chill factor, <laughs> the and wind it, chill you know, means. it's... It it does get you know pretty cold, but that's when the car yeah. comes out of the garage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah we're like we're bikers, but we still own cars. Like, luckily, we own cars. I know a lot of guys that don't own a car; and they d- rely on their bike 100%. really year round. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say I would be jealous of California because you can ride your motorcycle yeah. year round there versus the last couple of years and and the way this early season's shaping up for the winter, it's. It's probably going to be another season of nonstop riding. Really? You think this you know, winter is? Yeah. Winterizing is less and less. Bike storage. You know, we uh, like one of the things we used to do a lot of was bike storage. Right now, we don't have room for it because we're so busy. You would do that at chapel? Yeah, at the chapel. But, you know, this year, we're not really getting calls for it. So that's kind of a good sign because what that means is it's still warm. So, know, so wait, still out riding. guys would contact you to say, will you store our bike? There? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what you do, you know, they drop it off. We would service it, get it all ready for winter, throw it on a tender. Um, What's a tender? I mean, you have to like understand. A battery you have to understand. Sorry, yeah, like a battery somebody, tender. I mean, I don't know anything about it. Put fuel stabilizer stuff, right? in, battery tender. Just make sure it's ready to go. Sure. You know, then they would call and say, hey, it's a nice day in December. I want to go ride. Okay. Come by. They pick it up. Wow. But, you know, the, the volume and stuff has changed a lot. You know, we've we've went from three people. We have six or seven down there usually now, you know, including like owners and, you know, couple of employees and stuff. There's, I think we have two, three, two, two full-time employees, plus me, Kobe, and uh, my mom and stuff like that. So that's so cool that your, your mom's. Yeah. That's Colleen, by the way, if we talk about mom, mom's Colleen, Colleen. chapel, mom's Colleen. Yeah. Everybody loves her. She's great. So there's a question here. We, we mentioned, uh, I don't know if, if any of you are in our Facebook group, uh, we have an, I am Salt Lake Facebook group. I don't know if either of you are. Anyways, I mentioned that. I I think I followed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be, chatting with you, Carl. And, uh, I said, Hey, does anybody have any questions? One of our listeners, Ben, uh, he, he commented, he said, every time one of my motorcycle friends talks to another motorcycle guy, they, uh, start discussing the sound of their tailpipes in, in over the top detail. What's, what's the allure of loud mufflers, the revving of the motors with loud <laughs> pipes revs up my, I roll every time. I, I, bizarre question, but I was like, I have oh, to, I have awesome. to acknowledge Ben's question. <laughs> what, what is the, the, it just, it's just the, I mean, it's just for fun. Loud pipes, man. They're awesome. You know, we're, you're continually getting louder and louder. It's like being a kid, right? Yeah, like yeah. a firework or shooting sure. a gun or banging right. cans. Like this stuff's fun. Yeah. Uh, banging cans. Like it sounds like I grew up in a dump or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my only toy was a can. Uh, no, I, I get what, I get what you mean. Cool. They're cool. Yeah, they're yeah, just cool. It's one of the first things. You know, yeah, performance it, it is. You stuff. know, some things. I mean, you know, it's just like even with a muscle car or something. There, there's certain. You know, Harley's have a distinct sound. You know, and they have that certain rumble. So. There's that, but there's also the, you know, a lot of people fight the, that it's a safety thing, you know, having a the you know, loud. loud pipes definitely so gets your p- people's attention, makes you a little more invisible by noise. Yeah. That makes sense. You, you actually brought up a point I wanted to talk on, Chrissy. Uh, you were, you know, we we're talking about uh, your dad being hit by, by a driver. Obviously they were drunk, but what do you think? In general, people listening right now that are driving, what can they do? Like, how can we cause less accidents with motorcycle drivers? Well, the obvious, like, pay attention. Yeah. You, do you, is that, do you think most of the time yeah. that's what's happening? It's with- distraction. You, we ride around and people on motorcycles, and I'm sure some of us don't on the bike, but you pay attention. Like, your eyes are going every direction. You're on the mirrors. You're behind you. You got your hand on the brake just in case, right? Yeah. 
you look in a car and the driver's texting over here. You look over, someone else is texting, someone's on the phone, tailgating. Mm-hmm. There's since we've been since our communities continued to grow, we have our hands on a lot of different situations that involve motorcycles, right? Acc- motorcycle accidents, anywhere from our friends wrecking to insurance repairs. And occasionally you hear about the guy that lost control and went off the edge because he was going fast, like hit sure. his shoulder, you know, and it, that happens, of course. But the majority of it, there, it, it's cars not paying attention, running red lights. Or uh, people being in a hurry. You know, and, and there's probably a little more protection in a car accident versus a motorcycle yep. accident. Uh, so maybe that's why a motorcycle accident is so much more drastic. Now, here's a question kind of on the same tip. Uh, you don't see it so much in, say, Salt Lake City here, but you'll see it like in Los Angeles where you'll see motorcycle drivers just kind of driving between cars. Oh, yeah, lane splitting. And somebody told me once that was because of the exhaust, right? Like to breathe the exhaust. But it, it that doesn't seem very safe. They've talked about legalizing it here. I don't know that it would happen, especially I don't think Utah would be ready for it. So so it's illegal here. Yeah, yeah. it's illegal here. The drivers here are sorry drivers in Utah, but we are, they're so bad. We were in California last (laughs) weekend and you, you know, the bikes are lane splitting. We're down there, you know, with a couple of buddies and the, the drivers on the freeway, it's like driving in New York or California. People complain about, about those drivers here. Those drivers are so far ahead of the drivers in Utah. Like everybody knows what to do. You get in your spot and you're going. If somebody swerves, you swerve. You just, everybody moves and moves and works together. We're here. It's, I was complaining about a guy in front of us today. They were doing 60 on the freeway and there's like, and they're in the what fast are you lane, doing? Right? Yeah. They, like, they, come yeah. on. What are you doing? That's yeah. surprisingly common. Yeah. That's what they had. Dude, I'll be in the Phone fast in lane hand, and, like, then, and then I'll come up and I'm what, what is going on? And then I'll have yeah. to pass them on the right. Oh like, man. Come All the time. On. It had an Idaho license plate for what that's worth too today. So <laughs> I don't know if that's an Idaho thing or what, but they, uh, yeah, it's just driver awareness, man. It's, it's crazy. There's already enough distractions in the world that people get behind the wheel just just pay attention and drive get to your destination and try not to kill anybody on the way yeah that's, I that's where i stand on it yeah. i i think we're all so distracted in general we have you know 50 things on our mind we're fiddling with the radio we're fiddling with our with our phones to put a new podcast on or to put something on spotify and it's just a split second and yep. uh, that's all it takes for an accident it uh I feel like we're getting all sad here. We need to. We need to <laughs> these are important topics to discuss. It's, yeah, and no, from the it, bike shop, it, it is. It is. It is uh, an important thing, and I'm and I'm sure you've heard crazy stories. Here's a here's an interesting, and, and let's see if I can word this good, just because I I've seen uh, such progression in in Salt Lake City. I don't know. I mean, you guys have lived here your whole life as well, uh, but it seems like. Like even myself with tattoos, right? I got tattoos and they, they've, they've always, it's, it's, I've had tattoos for 20 years and people will, you know, oh, you're just a dirty biker, right? But it seems like the whole bike thing is actually, there's been a, it, it, it's a lot more mainstream. It's kind of going that way. Have you guys noticed oh, yeah. that at all? Or is that, I mean, is that a weird question? I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's like yeah. the, you know, it's, the it, tattoos are becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. People are you know being what accepted I mean? It, more it's opening up. It doesn't yeah. matter if you have a beard or you yeah. have a shaved head or you have tattoos or ride a bike or whatever. Yeah. Like, but, but like I see a lot more business guys even getting Harleys yeah. and stuff yeah. like that versus just the biker type. I, I didn't know if you run into that still or even intimidation to come in, you know, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can go in that, you know, motorcycle shop or 
We've had that, you know, it's not anything that we've asked for because we're really open with everybody, you know, we're friends with, you know, different clubs in the area and, you know, just all kinds of different people, you know, we got a ton of firefighters and sure. you know, police officers that come in and different, you know, the whole walk of life. But there has been some people we've heard like, I didn't know if I could come there. I thought it was a club place. Okay. Uh, you know? yeah. so that stereotype's still, still there. And, and that's yeah. what I was curious if, if, if Utah were getting more open-minded. Yeah, here. it's definitely getting more open-minded. But at the same time, our neighbor has a, a, a the chapels here. Then there's uh, our the business next to us is a gym. And, you know, they're, the guy that used to have the shop had a different relationship with him than we do now. So, like, just seeing that transition from, like, one personality representing a bike shop to another. Now it's, you know, they wave and they bring their bikes in and stuff like that. So even on a small scale to just, you know, how we treat people as bikers will definitely reflect how we get treated back. You know, if we, if we rode tonight, we would be all leathered up and, you know, you, to some people that's intimidating to me, yeah. it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, but it is, it is. And I think a lot it, of it, it goes is what both you're ways. Around. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you guys both seem like nice guys. So, I mean, I would tell our listeners, Hey, go talk to uh to uh, Colby or Carl, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, and that's, you know, hitting on that, that's part of the stereotype. Like, there's this stereotype in a lot of shops where you go in and there, you can be too busy to talk. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes you just, you don't want to talk to anybody, but you still stop and talk to them. Sure. Right. They're either in there to spend money or see you. Some people come by cause they need a, you know, just need a hand or need a place to stop for a minute. It's cool. But the community has expanded a lot on that where, Oh, there's some places that don't let people in if you're wearing like a biker vest. We just kind of say, you know, f it and go to a different bar, or go to a different store. It doesn't matter. But are you talking about like a biker vest with like patches? Yeah, like, like patches, patches on the back or identities yeah, on yeah. the back. It's not even a club thing, you know. They, clubs get it for sure, yeah. you know. But we get it if too many people are wearing the chapel shirt and they walk in, they're like, you know, why are you guys all wearing the same shirt? And like, well, they're actually five different styles of, you know, different designs, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's more probably not the brand or, or the club, but the group of people also, so you like know, what? if you have a big, if we move in masses, right. Yeah. The biker vest thing is that I, I didn't even realize that that was something that would turn people out, you know, like, is that like a threatening thing? What I'm say very ignorant. It's as much as a biker vest as somebody could say, like it would ban them. There's way more brotherhood behind that biker vest than, right. than a bar that won't let you in. If you notice, they'll put a lot of like, you know, Marines patches. Yeah. Stuff like well, that I've seen them, of, but uh, I know. think they're just so badass and like yeah. they look cool. And I never would have thought to be like, oh, you can't come in this bar. But yeah, well, well, you, you, know, you don't vest, know what you don't know what the intentions are going to be. Yeah. But the, the vest is, you know, it, it probably goes back to the beginning of the whole biker movement with you know, the first guys on bikes, but it's a, it's a lifestyle for some, it's a, you know, it's a savior. Like some sure. of these guys that ride a vest, I'll tell my buddy on Saturday, I said a motorcycle is the best therapy I've ever found. Get on the bike and go. When life's hard, you get on your bike and go. What, you what, know? what makes it good? Like in your opinion, just the, op- the wind and the open You road can't worry or? about anything else yeah. when you're riding a motorcycle. All that matters is you and the road in front of you. And hopefully the guy's not texting next to you, of course. <laughs> but, you know, you don't, you don't have time to worry about your phone. You can't stop and mess with the radio. And you can't. That's true. You can't shuffle in the back seat. Like you just. You're focused you on You and the in. wind. And, you know, if your brothers are with you riding, then you hear the rumble of their bikes and just. Seems like it's, it's kind of a, a meditation almost. Oh, oh yeah. it is definitely. Or a big group of bikes. You know, we'll do a run and sometimes a couple hundred bikes show up. You know, that's powerful running through a town and having fun and. You know, you got to have fun. We'll, we'll do fundraisers and stop at a gas station and everybody, you know, not everybody. Some people bust out a beer or soda and 
people start taking pictures and stuff. Sure. You know, it's, it's cool. What's the, what's the longest ride you both have done? A couple hundred miles or or longer than that? In one stretch, probably here to Laughlin for me. So that's like the Southern tip of Nevada. Okay. But I mean, have you gone and then, and then like multiple days in a row of riding a bike or is that just in one stretch? Kind of. Yeah. Kinda? We're, we're so busy too. It's I didn't to... know you mentioned <laughs> even going to California. I didn't know maybe yeah. you rode your bikes down. No, there. we were going to ride, but we ended up having a big group go. So. Cause I've heard that's convenient. so exhausting to ride bikes. It can be having, having a fairing in front of you where it blocks the wind definitely takes a little bit of the fight against it. You know, makes it a little more mellow, yeah. but and that would be nice. I personally don't like fairing. It changes the wind direction. makes my goatee blow up in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get to test ride a lot of the bikes at the shop. Most of them that come in and out, I get to test ride. You know, like when the job's done and you get on one bike and your goatee's in your face. The next one, your goatee's wrapped around your head. Like I bet you've got the, to ride some really cool bikes, man. There's some badass bikes that have come through that. And, and there's been some scary ass bikes that I didn't want to ride that I had to ride too. Like, I mean, like obviously old, we don't like, like, like what would make a bike scary? Though? Uh, like something that some kid pulled out of his garage that his grandpa left him and has been sitting for like 15 years and he has 200 bucks and all he wants it to, to do is run. I'm still the guy that gets to ride it and make sure it's safe enough for him to go around the corner, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, that's rare. Usually we work with even guys on a real tight budget. Safety's still the first priority at the shop, so... We'll help a person along the way if they need help to make sure they're safe. On the flip side, there's some amazing bikes that come through there. Is it kind of standard for, for, I mean, I love that you test ride all the bikes, even though that's, you know, uh, you never know what someone's going to bring in. Is that kind of standard for um, bike shops to, when they get the repairs done, to actually test them themselves? I like to. I, I think. I think that's a brilliant idea. Like, I, I don't. I car mean, mechanics I, don't do that. You don't think? You know, I think car. You don't think they do? I don't know. Do they? I, I, I would imagine a car. We, Maybe I think they do. some do. Probably depends on the repair. Yeah, uh, that's for us, true. one of our things is you know signing off on the job, and it gets worked on in back. It gets signed off. It gets handed off to the front. Robin at the counter goes through it. She checks everything, and she's all over like every item that comes in or out of that door. Right. So even if we forget a part, she's like, "Where's that part at?" <laughs> so, you know, she checks it all off, make sure the job, the parts match the job. Uh, Kobe and I, when they get checked in, you know, we'll go through and say, okay, the job's over here and stuff. And then after, when I test ride it, I go through the work order again, check everything, walk around, touch the bike with a fresh set of hands. You yeah. know, it's, you could have the best mechanics in the world, but if they get wrapped up on one thing and, or any task, you know, it's not just bikes, but any task, if you get distracted, you may forget something. And that's why we have a second or third hand that goes over it. Then you go ride it, sign off on it. If I don't like it, we bring it back and keep going. So I've learned to be pretty picky on critiquing work, maybe. Not yeah. really, you know, not in a negative way. But Yeah, but that's kind of something that you really have to do. Yeah. That's life or death situation, it, right? You know, it goes yeah. so far when a guy comes in, say we do his front tire. And then you ride it and I hear a rattle in back. And then the guys look at it and they realize like the signal's loose and the seat's loose, stuff like that. You just fix it. You know, fix it. Let them know. Hey, we did this for you. Some, if it's major, you call and ask. But yeah, if not, we just cool. Then they'll they'll, they'll refer you yeah. know, to friends and and come back and and I mean, any business owner can learn that skill of just being a good. That's uh, just uh, good customer service. Yeah, good yeah. customer service. There's the word I'm looking for. The perfectionism or the, the professionalism and and you know dealing with like, like Kobe, who's a perfectionist. You you need that. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want to be producing that's quality, kind of, that's what you want in somebody that you bring stuff that you care about too. 
Oh yeah. What is what is the le- like your least favorite part about owning a business? Uh, I like it. it. Yeah, it's it's the lack of time. You know, it was like I've told people too years ago when I bought my car when I rented a place. I bought my car. My car was always spotless and clean. Then I bought a house. My car kind of got neglected because I had a projects going at my house. And then we bought a business. And then everything uh, gets neglected. Yeah. You know, family uh, gets neglected. That's a little chaotic. Yeah, you know, I could definitely probably hire a cleaner for my house. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's just the other things, you know, like the normal life things, you know, like I'm used to planting a garden and all you that know, just things gets, like that. It's, no more. you know, trying to, you know, grasp onto some of the normal, you know, home style stuff is hard. But, you know, for us too, we're three years in and it's still shooting like a rocket. So we got to hold on and, you know, make sure that everything gets held down. And eventually, you know, with our plans and everything, our hard work is what's going to pay off in the end. What's, what's, or, or what about yourself, Carl? Or is there anything that you don't like about? Sometimes it's like responsibility overload. Yeah. Where you're just like, dude, I, I don't want to deal with, I, for me, I just want to go and back and work. On information overload days, you're like, dude, there's taxes and this and that and the accountant and the attorney and everybody has something and they want it all now. That's when I'm like, dude, pump the brakes. But then I I just sit back and look at, you know, some of our friends that have been in business 10, 15, 20 years now. And I'm like, that's where I want to be. So get out the notepad, write it all down and just start crossing shit off as you go. So it's it's the, the flood of information at times that that's the only thing that, Get Some days I just don't want to. Yeah. yeah, I just don't want to deal with it. But you have to. Yeah. You know? Every but day you get so up hard. and you go. Yeah, because yeah. you got in business for the love of bikes. Yeah. And you end up spending most of your time doing the other stuff. Yep. So we've got a really good team and balance at the shop now. That's that's where we've got it to where everybody's passions are are becoming directed. You know, so as as we get another great mechanic, he joins the team, and we just channel him into what he wants to do. You know, I get to, I get to do all the jobs nobody else wants to do, but it's the nature of it, right? Let's kind of shift gears. Uh, Salt Lake City, there's a few Salt Lake City related questions I like to ask on the podcast. Maybe you'll have the same answer. Maybe you'll have different answers. But, uh, you know, we all have family and friends that visit Salt Lake and they've maybe never been here. And sometimes we're like, oh, I want to take you here or let's go see this. Is there anything you would recommend or that you like to take people to check out if it's their first time to Salt Lake City? For me, one of them is like big and little Cottonwood Canyon. You have to go up there. I'm a mountain kid. I, I love being in the mountains. I just, I feel at home when I'm there. So any of our mountains really just, you know, go to Mirror Lake. You want to see something amazing, take the road up there, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Hit our canyons any chance you get. Uh, for me, that's, that's one of my. And in a car, car or motorcycle. Car or motorcycle. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Just, just go to the canyons, yeah. you know. Beautiful. Yeah. There's nowhere that's not that far away then, of course downtown it's you know some of the bars i really like stuff like that so yeah well i would i would agree too that you know utah's outdoors are so many different climates and are different you know landscapes and everything like that it's that's definitely your strong point but it's you know salt lake city's beautiful it's you know pretty clean for the most part and safe compared to you know most other cities and yeah there's some really really cool spots today i, I made a wrong turn going to pick up a bike was going was on the freeway next to Wasatch Boulevard, and I think that ride personally on a motorcycle, just hitting you know going down like 123rd and taking that all the way up heading north, that's a really cool ride to get a feel for the valley. 
Like, you know, in the summertime, the valleys, wintertime, it's kind of ugly, right? But (laughs) summertime when all the trees are in full bloom and stuff, it's, that's a good spot. What about, uh, like a favorite place to eat, like a local, I always like to, you know, what's your favorite place to eat at any, any places that either of you would recommend or. I'll say for me, it's going to be the smothered burritos. Like Chubby's, Chubby's, Mexican restaurant, Rose Park. Yeah, it's like tenth north. That it's been there a long time, but their Mexican foods has been steady across the board. It's always good. They're always friendly for me, and you know it's close. Sure, close for me, but uh, it's a good spot. I just that's like the feel good once a week. Swing by there and grab a meal. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Chubby's is great. Red Iguana is great. Mexican food or. Red yeah, If you can yeah. handle the weight, usually yeah. there's been weights there. Yeah. Uh, they had weights today at like five o'clock. I drove by and they had a line. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Put out on motorcycles and bring it down here. Yeah. <laughs> I know your mind, my mind always goes yeah. blank when, when people are like, oh man, I got, you know, 10 places I love to eat, but my mind's blank. What would you change? Would you change anything about Salt Lake if you could? I mean, I know that's kind of a, a hard question because, of course, we'd all change a million things about it. But is there one or two things that stick out for you? Well, hopefully, Prop Two passes tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you know that that was that's my whole thing. Utah has this horrible image outside of Utah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even though it's getting better, Salt Lake's getting definitely Salt Lake. The Salt Lake Valley's getting better. Ogden, you know, there, yeah. there's some good things happening in Utah County with the IT stuff, but. Dude, like, come on. I, I, I don't mean this against like like any friends or the no, Mormons or anything, no. but Some the local it. government needs to check themselves a little bit and the religious influences. Everybody pump the brakes and realize that keep your opinions to yourself and let people do their thing, man. This it, It's a joke. It yeah. makes us look bad. It makes Utah look bad to anyone outside of Utah. And I love this place, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's definitely not a religious hit by any means, but... The I government if, can step back and big. Yeah, I think if they would lighten up, it would actually increase our tourism too. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, that's why everybody's going to Colorado yeah. now, right? Because well, yeah, it's like it's you got crazy. the mountains, you got the skiing, you got all this stuff, but you can go get a regular beer at the grocery yeah, store. And, you know, and, and uh, you know some of the things they do the the liquor the the producing the your blood alcohol content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the new DUI things that yeah, are going the into DUI effect thing, in, in January is ridiculous. I haven't followed it completely, but basically one drink, or it seems like. Well, it's right. just, if it's one drink or 10, the fact is it makes everybody, like, why do we have to be different than everyone else? Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. it's that influence thing that people are just like, why yeah. would I go there? We were in California last week and the guys, our buddy's friends were making fun of it. Like, oh, I can't go there and have a beer. You know, yeah. how's the water in Utah? Like, <laughs> you know, come to and Utah. It's still really cool, guys. That, it's cool. But. They, like a lot of people think you can't even get a drink here. Yep. Which is, it's just sad. Back East, I still had people that were sincere ask me if people actually had horns in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I've heard, yep. I've heard I that. I got asked that in grade school. <laughs> you get asked that and, you know, and, and some of the things with like Utah's history, it's, it's funny to people outside of Utah. Yeah. But, Utah's a great place. I don't I wouldn't want the business anywhere else. I wouldn't want to have my friends and family anywhere else. It's cool for everywhere I've been. Utah's good. Yeah. It, it is funny. We we poke fun at it, but we all love it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, because at the end of the day, we all could move if we wanted yeah, to. Yeah, of course. But... I could move away and have some other weird influence, you know. And yeah. ultimately they've done, you know, the same people that are influencing and making it look stupid to to the outsiders have also helped really shape this community to make it really good. But it's also people like you two that are making our city awesome. We might as well take the lead and 
make it the city we want to make exactly. it, right? Like in, yep. in, in, by having local business owners like you two that have a cool motorcycle shop and that you're doing some really cool things for the community, you're helping shape the city. Cool. Yeah, what thank it you is, for that. You know, that's, and, that's cool. And that's, and again, that's even what I'm trying to portray with this podcast is, you know, we could just sit back and say, oh, I don't want to fight anything. I don't want to, you know, voice my opinion. I don't want to do it. But hey, you know what? We might as well make the city we want oh, to yeah. live in. And on that note, why don't we kind of, as we kind of wrap this up, uh, how can people get a hold of you guys or the the address of the shop and, and or any, you know, what else? Yeah. Is there anything else we didn't touch on that? You know, I I think it was a pretty good one, man. I yeah. had fun with you guys tonight. Well, I know I appreciate really you yeah. you reaching out, Carl, and 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 listening to the podcast. Yeah, like I say, whatnot. it's it's cool. I listened to uh, one of the guys from a tattoo artist. He's from Victorville. A, okay, uh, which is he, uh, I'm oh, not sure uh, how long Chris ago Rose. Was it yeah. Chris Rose. Yeah, man. He, we were in Victorville getting gas last week, and then I we left Victorville. And we had this funny experience up there, and then I hear him talking about pretty much the experience our friend had <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, yeah. that sums it up. And I asked yeah. my other buddy and he said the same thing about it. And I'm like, Oh, well yeah, we'll so get gas hard. somewhere else next time. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was this funny that I heard that and I'm like, man, this really connects. Yeah. So, no, he was a fun, uh, I, I need to bring more tattoo artists on, on the podcast. I think we've only had like, we've had three or four, three or four. They're fun, through though. the years yeah. of, uh, what, say the address again for Chapel Motorcycle Shop. What is, what's your address again? It's 5948 South, 300 West in okay. Murray. And so, and then your hours are what, if somebody wants to we're, stop by? We're Tuesday through Fridays, nine to six, and uh, Saturday, 10 to two. And people can visit you at the chapelmotorcycleshop.com yep, too. That or Chapel 24/7. Moto. Yeah. And then you're on and Facebook, Facebook and all yeah. that. And I'll put Chapel all motorcycle shop. I'll put all those links at IamSaltLake.com with this episode. Can I ask one last question? Yeah. yeah. If uh, if you guys could leave a piece of life advice with our listeners, what would you tell them? Live life to the fullest. Take take every moment like it's your last. At the end of the day, you may get hit by a guy text message and you never know. You know, or anything like that. But just live life to the fullest. Really, it's, it's what it is for me. Yeah, live life, make it your own, and yeah, as love the people you love and spend the time with the people you can be with because every day is short. Thank you so much cool. for coming on the podcast. I always tell people, let's catch up down the road, right? Yeah, we will. Thanks, you guys. Awesome. It was thank great. You. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Nice you, to meet you, too. You bet. Many thanks again to Colby and Carl for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can head on over to our website, IamSaltLake.com slash 357 for all the links that we talked about in this episode and to find out how to get in touch with them. All right. We got that brand new segment here on the podcast that we started. I believe it was last episode where Christine and I give our uh, personal recommendations. It was kind of a fun thing. I heard this on another podcast. Maybe I shared this last time when I kind of introduced this segment, but it seemed like kind of a fun way to get to know us a little bit better, something maybe we did during the week or, or something that happened or something we found. Uh, what is your recommendation this week, Christina? My recommendation this week is to binge, binge watch Norseman on Netflix. It is a new show on Netflix. It's actually not that new, but I just found it. Isn't it like so, a comedy or something? It just- is. It's like Arrested Development meets... Um, I don't know, something old medieval Viking times. Well, see, and that's what Norseman, it sounds medieval. So it yeah. sounds kind of like, about the like Vikings, Viking right? gods and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's Do you think so, I would like it? Well, I think you would like it. It's very dry humor. So I think you would enjoy it. Are you saying I have dry humor? I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, my recommendation uh, for this week is BGR and Sugar House. 
Now I know it's not uh, a locally started company. I guess they're like a franchise. So I'm going to lose points probably with a few people, but I guess they're locally owned franchises. So that, that, um, that's something, that's something. Plus we're helping the local economy by, by going there and purchasing their food. But oh my gosh, you guys, such delicious hamburgers and they cater so well to people like myself that do the keto diet, which there would be a lot more hamburger places that would probably get recommendations from me on this podcast if they would cater more towards the keto diet. It's not that hard, guys, to to put to offer uh, your hamburgers inside lettuce wraps instead of buns. Instead of buns, but yeah. But you would be surprised how many people will not do that or they look at you strange. Yeah. Anyways, BGR in Sugar House. Go check them out. I, I wanted to pull their address up here on Google. Uh, I figured if I was going to recommend them, I should tell the address, but their address is 1202 East Wilmington Avenue. It's up by like Bed Bath & Beyond. It's kind of tucked away over there. I mean, you, you'll you see it though. If you, if you go up to like Bed Bath & Beyond, Whole Foods up there, BGR and Sugar House, great burgers. And they always have like a seasonal burger too. Oh, you're so you, good. You had the Thanksgiving burger Yeah, I had the something. Thanksgiving burger. Worth it. Worth anyway, it. Anyway, go, go check that out. And uh, yeah. I, that's a great recommendation. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you again to our amazing sponsors, Five Wives Vodka, Limitless Labs, and Market Source Real Estate. Also, many thanks to our awesome Patreon supporters. We'd love it if you would consider becoming a Patreon supporter, help support the show. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar. I know we've had a few recent Patreon supporters that have kind of had to tighten up their, uh, their monthly donation, which is understandable. I get it. Money's tight this time of year. But even a dollar or two, it goes such a long way uh, with with keeping the podcast going, keeping the lights going here. Uh, you can find out more about Patreon by going to patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake and find out more about it right there. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can just send us an email and say hello anytime at hello at I am Salt Lake dot com. Or if you want to send us a real letter or package, you can send it to us at P.O. Box 4412 Salt Lake City, Utah 84110. Maybe fill it up with Christmas cards. Ooh, and cookies. Do people send... Well, we got a Christmas got card, a Christmas I guess, card. yesterday, yeah, which but it's, blew me away. Right. I'm curious to see um, if, you know, there's going to be a lot more this year. It's kind of a lost art. Oh, it definitely is. All right, guys. You have a great week. Make sure to get out and enjoy the city this week. Support local. And we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy.